monsters, madness, and magic. You want to do like a monsters, madness, magic? Wait, fuck, monsters, madness, and media. You say monsters. I'm like Justin, <laughs> Jason, Marcus, Mitch. What's up? Lay the shit on them. We don't have All to have right. a fancy intro. Just let people know who we are. You know. Yo, this is. Uh, <laughs> why did I start off with yo? Get him with the Russo. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, let me tell you something, bro. You're listening to Monsters, Madness, and Media, bro. I'm here with Justin, Mitch, and Marcus. How's it going, bros? It's going. It's going. Yeah. That, was, that was pretty good. That was a good one. Yeah. No one does Russo better than Edwards. Oh, I'm sure there are better people. but Maybe Vince Russo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. So but, what you got? Fear Factory, get get your shit off. Yeah, what's what's going on? All there? right. So, if no one knows who Fear Factory is, Jason, just lay it out from day one. Fear Factory is who? How did we get here? All right. So, Fear Factory are, are an industrial metal band. I believe their first album was their demo, at least, was released in 1989. There are four classic members: Christian, Dino, Raymond. And Burton, I don't know why I was drawing a blank, but they've been in a legal squabble for the better part of, I want to say, since Archetype was released. So that was in 2004. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, basically, well, all right, starting from the very beginning, when Digimortal was released in 2001, the band was going through a hell of a lot of internal turmoil. Nobody in the band was a fan of Dino at the time. Matter of fact, I remember Burton coming out in the press and talking shit about Dino because he was co-starring in some porn. And Burton didn't like that, apparently, but anyway... After Digimortal comes out, Dino gets kind of unceremoniously kicked out of the band. Christian, their bassist, tags in to do guitar, and they bring in Byron Stroud from Strapping Young Lad. This lineup records two albums, Archetype and Transgression, before things start to go awry again. This uh, turns out Dino and Burton reconciled they settled their differences but the other two band members didn't want a thing to do with dino well turns out each band member owns 25 percent of the fear factory name or owned at this point in time so you have christian and raymond on one side 50 percent with burton and dino on the other who has 50 percent this brought about a legal deadlock there's really not much you can do in this situation because it's even but uh dino and burton took the other two guys to court and this according to this metal suck story i hate to give them any traffic but this is a good this is a good story uh one can only assume from this story that Burton and Dino won their court cases and Dino then bought Burton's share of Fear Factory from him. So now 
Dino is the full 100% owner of Fear Factory. So what's the issue? Now, with the music... So apparently they've they've had an album recorded to be released since 2018. What's the... Yeah, I saw that. They had had an album recorded since 2017, but they had used uh, program drums on it, and they wanted to go back through and do live drums. And once they had done that, they wanted to retract the guitar and the bass parts to fit better with the, the live drums. So they started a GoFundMe, a crowd a crowdfunded source, so they can get like $25,000 to pay the producers and the mixers and the musicians. And, but uh, Burton, I think it's Burton, is posting on Twitter how he's not affiliated and how it's a scam to go to all of Dino's legal battles instead of for the album. Yeah, and Dino's responded to that with saying that he's he has to assume that some, you know, assistant, and if it really is Burton, he doesn't know what's going on, but Burton would benefit from a better-sounding album, which he's got a point. I mean, yeah, so, everybody benefits from a better-sounding album. Yeah. I... I mean, it, at the very least, it's all in Dino's hands now, so there's less of this squabbling. My big thing is it just sucks that we will never see that classic lineup reunite again. Uh, yeah, not going to happen. But Yeah, not, not yeah. after lawsuits upon lawsuits. My yeah. thing is, what if, if Burton really did contribute to the album and he did his thing, his part on, in 2017 – why would he throw those accusations at Dino about the this is a scam for the medical bills? And apparently they have no problems with each other. So it seems like they would have a problem. I'd have a problem with, at, with somebody if they threw that accusation. Yeah, yeah accuse me of fraud just openly. I'd be a little upset at that. Yeah, that's why I'm assuming he's he's guessing that it was an assistant or somebody with access to his Twitter. But... Speaking of accusations, Christian, their old bassist, he went on Twitter and threw a whole bunch of heat. He said, I don't understand why anybody's talking about this band. Uh, one of these people is bipolar and the other one's a pedophile. A pedo. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. That's, yeah. a, that's, a that's an accusation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's dirty. <laughs> Especially. You don't specify which one. Yeah. Yeah. Now we just got to guess. So, Jason, who you put your money on? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't know. Like, Christian, to me, there's a lot of sour grapes there. Yeah. Just, yeah, because he, judging from the information Dino gave Metal Sucks, he said he can't talk in details, but you can extrapolate from all that. And basically, Raymond and Christian lost the case. Burton and Dino won theirs. And the Christian statement to me sounds like sour grapes from somebody who lost. Yeah, like I, I agree yeah. with that. But what what were the initial cases? Why were they were just in court disputing the Fear Factory name? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Gotcha. And if, yeah, because uh, what I saw recently that has to be settled up because Dino is 100% owner now, so at least that's hashed out, I guess. 
yeah, but it's it's still a bummer. And, you know, Dino was on, I think it was Instagram, saying that he doesn't understand why the fans are disappointed. The reason I just stated or why the fans are disappointed. We're never going to see that lineup. I mean, like, how is it not clear to you why the fans are disappointed? Think of your favorite band, Dino, and what if your favorite band was surrounded by all this storm cloud of bullshit? Wouldn't you be a little upset? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all just – I mean, I'm, maybe I shouldn't speak on this because I don't know the situation, but I don't know. Like, that band has just, like, had the – they're the fucking – spinal tap of industrial metal except they don't reconcile at the end you know it's just all infighting and, and yeah, infighting, yeah yeah i think all of those dudes just need to go do something else well i mean raymond he composes a lot for video games dino has divine heresy uh, uh burton c bell is in uh city of fire with byron yeah, I mean, they're all doing their own thing, but... Do you like solo stuff? Do I like what? Any of their solo stuff, any I of mean, the members. Yeah, I like uh, Burton. Like Mitch said, he's in a City of Fire. He's also got this, like, gothy side project called Ascension of the Watchers that I think is really good. Divine Heresy, I've always liked them. Um, yeah, it's just all pretty sad <laughs> at least from my perspective like them being my favorite band since as long as i can remember it's uh it's pretty misery inducing yeah i remember your i remember you had fear factory on your binder in middle school yeah 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 but so, yeah that is disappointing marcus what you got over there what you got something you got some wrestling info what you got um, no, the only thing I saw is their only thing I saw as far as wrestling. I didn't check out AEW this week. Um, but I see it looks like WWE is still trying to build towards this big heel turn for Roman uh versus uh Jay Uso. When uh, I think is it class of champions or P-Lay? yeah, it's a it's a class of champions that they're yeah. doing that. Which uh how do you feel about that, Mitch? I don't. I don't. I don't, you don't feel about it. At all. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like I don't. I don't know why they decided to turn him heel. I mean, I guess it's good that he's with Paul Heyman because Roman can't cut a promo with shit. But I don't. I don't know why they're doing it now. I don't know why they're giving Jay Uso the rub. Yeah. It's uh my my only thing about it is I think um this seems a little too too predictable. Yeah, like forced almost. Eh, I wouldn't go as far as force, but I'm gonna say it's it's just highly predictable. I mean, so it's WWE writing 101. Uh, I mean, I think the uh, Sasha Banks Bailey storyline has been way better. Yeah, I do too, 100. percent What's going on there? I mean, well, Bailey turned on Sasha. Was it last last, last week, week or two weeks ago? I think it was last I- week. I think technically because of Sunday, it'll be two two weeks ago. So we'll just say two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, she uh, turned on Sasha (laughs) after um, a failed attempt to recapture the women's tag team titles. And I guess everybody expected Sasha to – everybody was expecting Sasha to turn on Bailey, but it was the other way around. Um, 
I I thought it was going to be Bailey the whole time, just because. Yeah. Isn't she the ultimate? She's always been the ultimate. The ultimate what now? Face. She's always yeah, been the ultimate she has face. Been, so it would have been more shocking to turn her. Plus, everybody expected Sasha to turn. So I think WWE tried to a little bit tried to swerve us. They're not going to actually give us something worthwhile. The reverse swerve. Maybe I'm. I'm hoping. Maybe uh, I, I'm hoping that they should write Sasha off until um, the Royal Rumble. But I don't know how that's going to play out with possibly no fans or limited fans. Yeah. <clears throat> that's one thing. Wrestling with sports, I can I can get behind basketball and football, but wrestling is so fast that it's just so weird to not do without fans. It's even yeah. the virtual thing. I mean, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. The virtual thing is cool, but it still doesn't give you the same feeling as being there and being, or not even being there, but just seeing the fans there. I mean, I tried to watch WrestleMania 36, and it just it didn't have the WrestleMania feel because it was empty. There was nobody there. Mm. Um, I know football. I mean, I know the NBA is doing a thing with the bubble, and I yeah. mean, I think that's that's been a success. Just. <clears throat> You know, I can't really say how that's been a, a success, but maybe basketball isn't as intuitive as wrestling. Uh, as far as football goes, I know in certain stadiums uh, they're allowing up to like I think like a fourth of the capacity. Like I know uh, the Chiefs last week when they opened up, they have a Arrowhead Stadium that seats seventy thousand, and they allowed sixteen thousand. Yeah. Yeah, about quarter capacity. And I believe in the bubble, they allow family members and a few family members, maybe a handful of people, but no, as far as fans, fans, no, you have to like, nah. you have to be associated with an NBA player to be in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they have them playing in like literal plastic bubbles. No, it's just, <laughs> it's a term for the, it's a no. term for the isolated oh, like, area. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, Basically I, they all went to Orlando, um, I think 22 teams went to Orlando with teams, you know, that had a chance to get in the playoffs and essentially they're just in it. There's like, there's no home court advantage like at all. Yeah. There's no home court advantage at all. Um, they're all everybody, staying, staying in the same hotels. Yeah. Staying in the same hotels, their family members, uh, like wife, wife's kids are allowed. Um, but yeah, they're just confined. They call I mean, everybody calls it the NBA bubble, bubble because they're just confined to this space in Florida, See, specifically I, for them. I thought they had like the courts encased in a plastic bubble or something. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, uh, that'd be a good but, idea. But I mean, now that the way you've described it, it seems like an Olympic Village type of yeah, situation. That's what yeah. Almost kind of, yeah. And that kind of works. similar to how that Tyler Tyler Perry bought the uh, the Ford in Georgia for. Uh, an acting studio and he's kind of making productions there isn't that kind of isn't that technically like a military a former military base he bought yeah he did <laughs> yeah um but i think it works for bad i think it can work for basketball i mean for other things i'm i mean technically wwe's kind of doing it with uh the perform i mean they're pretty much at the performance center yeah um but as far as other sports i mean it looks like football i mean college football and nfl are Proceeding as normal with just limited fan, limited fan access. But as far as in baseball, I think is continuing. I'm not sure so much about NFL and I mean NHL or. Um, I believe baseball is continuing. I haven't heard anything about hockey really. 
I haven't. I, I never really hear much about hockey. We live in the south, though, so it's, yeah, we live in the uh, south. But I imagine. It, I mean, they could do an NHL bubble too. I mean, yeah. I mean, the NBA's set the the model right, so it's working. So if you want to do that, you can do that. Or you can be the NFL and not give any fucks. <laughs> like I told you, if you think, if you want to see a real riot, take away these people's college football. Some of yeah, these no diehard college football fans, like I said. Down I, here? Mm. Yeah. And we're in, we are in the South. We are in South Yeah, Carolina. like middle of college football area. Oh my God, I can't tell you how many times I want to choke a motherfucker when I hear you got Clemson or South Carolina, USC. Neither. Fuck you. Like, I don't give a fuck, man. I really don't. I always piss them off. Georgia. Now we're <laughs> fighting for real. Let me ask you guys. Let me let me get you guys' opinion on on this. How do you guys feel about uh, when, like, so I guess one of these colleges recruits <clears throat> a kid and they give them a whole bunch of, like, shit, like they pay them or they pay their parents. You guys think everything with that's okay? Because I think, I think it should be – you know, completely cool. You see, I South, hate the NCAA. South the NCAA Park is a, oh, My bad. The NCAA is a, is basically a, they're just they're sapping money from for players for free. So I'm all. It's kind of almost. I hate I hate to use this because this might sound like a trigger word, but the NCAA is kind of like slavery a little bit. <laughs> the NCAA, yeah, like I said, I hate the NCAA. It needs to be. It should have been gone a long time ago. South Park did a great episode where Cartman plays a literal slave master going to talk to the NCAA about crack babies. Oh my god, I remember yeah. the fucking the crack. I don't think I remember that. You I mean, need to watch that one. It's, oh. it's, it's phenomenal. The it's called Crack Baby Athletic Association. Check it out. It's great. Because I know they did just pass that law in uh Calif- in California, I think. Uh, college athletes are now allowed to get endorsements <clears throat> and actually get paid for their likeness or whatnot. You should. Well, that's, only you should. In Cal- that's only in California. Well, that's terrible because think about how how much money someone like Zion Williamson brought Duke. And when all that shit came out after the draft about, oh, well, Zion got paid, I'm like, okay, so what? You should have. You probably should have paid him whatever you paid him. You should have paid him more. Yeah. yeah. He made he made your school millions of dollars just by being there. Yeah, not to mention, I mean, well, with basketball, it's a lot. They hate the basketball players because, you know, they changed the rule where basketball players like LeBron, Kobe, and Kevin Garnett, they came straight out of high school. Yeah. The thing about and, bringing that back. Yeah, I think they were really pissed after um, LeBron and Dwight Howard did it because you got to think if LeBron James was in college, like, think about how much money literally. That's really why they were they pissed missed about out. it. Yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the truth about it. That's why they were pissed. It wasn't about really about the athlete. Well, you know, his body's not. Have you seen LeBron James? His body is perfectly fine. <laughs> He's fine. You just <laughs> wanted that money. All of us. Now, the case, I, the worst case I heard about, um, and what makes me feel like these college athletes, if I get a scholarship, I mean, let's face it, we know most of these guys more, more than likely aren't in a classroom. <laughs> like, I yeah. know I probably wouldn't fucking be. Damn, yeah, they're but, not going there for school. Yeah, like uh, Marcus Lattimore from South Carolina, he, um, you know, he had two back-to-back knee-ending, knee season-ending knee injuries and both knees, mm-hmm. and he never got to play. He got drafted by the 49ers and never got to play a down. 
So it's like his career was yeah, just even even if you're the the man, if you're you know the number one overall draft pick, you're getting you're gonna get millions of dollars. You could go out next week and blow your knee out, and that's that. And you have no and the NCAA has their money and you got a pat on the ass. Literally. That's, that. that's hard times, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck the NCAA. They're yeah, that is the closest thing to – they are extorting those players. 100%. 100%. I mean, I was just shocked learning a while ago that none of the players got a cut from any of the sale of the EA NCAA nope. games. That's City. why they never put their names in there. It was always player number two, player number three. They didn't mm-hmm. put their names in there because then, boom, you got to pay. Yeah, until I think one player – I think what NCAA 14 – was the last one, and I think an actual old college player was able to like possibly prove in a case like, "Hey, this player number two is considered like this is my likeness." Like I think he was actually able to prove it, and I think he got a settlement, and I think that's what caused the NCAA football or the NCAA college series to completely go away. Think about how crazy that is. Sorry. Think about how crazy that is. They had to pay one guy, and they shut the whole shit down. That's how that's bad. I mean, <laughs> we're fine making millions upon millions of dollars, but as soon as we have to give y'all a fucking cent, it's over. I'm about to say, you got to realize those games go back all the way to the Genesis and the SNES. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you mean not just for one installment, you mean like retroactively? You got to think, no, Residual. well, you got to think if one player did it for this game, think about how yeah. many other players are about to come out the fucking woodworks. Hey, I'm gonna start looking through the fucking roster. Like, this looks like my lightness. Did y'all happen to scout middle and early mid nineties? <laughs> it's cool you bring that up, Marcus, because they're uh I'm honestly shocked like the players haven't gotten together yet and filed a whole bunch of individual lawsuits against the NCAA. Cause like that was a thing again. Like it's happening with Patreon now and basically Patreon saying, look, we can't afford to deal with all these lawsuits. And that was basically their workaround, basically just flood them with lawsuits until they're forced to settle. So I think, I think one of the issues when it comes to the players is you got to think kind of, you got to put it in their shoes. Like a lot of these kids, like, especially in the South, they're not coming from necessarily the best situations so it's like okay yeah a school comes like duke north carolina or georgia and they say hey we're gonna give you everything you know you need and want to make you play the best fucking football for us so uh yeah just come on through like we'll give you a car whatever woman you like whatever food you want you won't have to worry about money training athletic gear and in one to three years you'll be a millionaire Provided that you don't get hurt. Which good luck on that front. I was going to say, like, don't the vast majority of football players end up with some, like, concussion disorder or something like that? There's a whole – I think there's still a class action lawsuit going on against the NFL for the uh, CTE and the uh, the damage everybody took from it. Yeah, I mean – I mean, WWE still got one against them. Realistically. Realistically for – 
a college football player, not everyone's make even if you make the NFL, every NFL roster is fifty three men with maybe twenty five on a practice squad. Yep. You have to be good as hell to be yeah. the third man on the bench. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So even most college starters are not even gonna sniff the NFL. So if you if even even if you're not the man and you just got a chance of making it, you get a knee injury, you're done. Like that's you gotta you better go back to class. Pretty much. I mean I mean Justin uh told me about the whole Aaron Hernandez story and that was ooh. Like I mean I know this is not news to either of y'all, but me mm-hmm. not being a sports guy at all, but that that whole situation was beyond fucked. Did you watch the documentary on Netflix? Yep. Yeah. See, I haven't seen it. I followed the story while he was still alive, but I didn't watch the documentary on Netflix, but I heard it. It's really good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. it. Either. <clears throat> I know they said pretty much his brain was like uh, all sorts of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know why he committed suicide, right? Uh, No, I actually don't. All right, I'm not a lawyer, so there's probably a good bit of this I'm getting wrong. (laughs) But he committed suicide because there was some obscure law in where did – I know the New England Patriots, but that doesn't specify a state. Yeah, that's that's like five places. Let me see real quick. Uh, Well, he died in Massachusetts. All right, yeah, yeah, that's it. So there was this obscure law in Massachusetts that said if you died while your case was under appeal, your conviction would be vacated. And so that's why he did it, so that his family would be able to get his insurance money. From the that patient. is right. I did. Yeah, I did hear that. Like some of his contract money and insurance money, they'd be entitled. Like his uh, girlfriend or wife and daughter would be entitled to that. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, it's kind of fucked up the way they did it. Like, I didn't know you could retroactively apply laws like this. But after he did that, they saw what he was trying to do and did an act of, like, Congress in the state to retroactively not award his family that money. Ah, uh, come on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like, what he did was fucked up, but at the same time... When you beat the system, you got to... Uh, like, come gotta, on. You got to take <laughs> the take W. It. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give him the W if he beats the system. I'm sorry. Uh, Robert Kraft wasn't, a let, wasn't about to let a dime come out of his ass. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I can't remember. Did they ever touch on what happened with, that, with his NFL contract? Like, did his family get any of that? As far as I know, I don't think so, but I'm pretty sure that's probably still tied up in some litigation. That's fucked up for them. Yeah. On a lighter note, so Jason, PS5. I want to hear your thoughts. What, the fact that it's not going to be backwards compatible, like, completely, or... Oh, no, just just in general. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> it's always I, good when someone starts it with a big ass sigh. It's just I, consoles don't interest me anymore, really. Like mm-hmm. the both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, which is a horrible name. 
Yeah, but, they just keep getting worse with the names. Yeah, like I thought Xbox One was bad, but Series X, and now you got the Series S. But anyway, it's, uh, I mean, I guess architecturally wise with them, I think what they're both trying to do with like SSD caching is really mm-hmm. interesting. But I mean, really, if you look at them, they're, they're cutback Ryzen chips with a cutback AMD graphics card. And I mean, I know that that's going to be like a, a great performance uplift from the people that's on the consoles, but mm-hmm. it's basically just them catching up to where PCs have been for the past two years or so. So, yeah, I, I can agree. I, um, you know, initially I was trying to pre-order a PS five, but I'm not going to lie. I feel like Sony put a sour taste in my mouth this week. Why is like, that? It's 20 fucking 20. Why is there a scarcity in pre-ordering a fucking console? Gaming oh, is like gaming demand for it. <laughs> Nvidia did the same shit with their new graphics cards, dude. Like these companies know the game. But you don't think there was already a fucking demand for it? <laughs> like the reason why the reason I say that is because gaming isn't necessarily niche as it once was. Like everybody fucking games, everybody streams, everybody knows what fucking Twitch is. Like these these accessories are almost needed now. Yeah. I think it's a matter of money and it's just a market employee and they don't give a fuck. That's my opinion. I mean, if you want to know my opinion, PCs are better. So why we've we been talking? <laughs> I mean, I have a gaming PC, but Jason knows I'm a console man as well. I mean, I, I do enjoy the consoles, but it's just for the money you're spending, it's not worth the performance you're getting in from them. They yeah. don't seem to have caught up at all with anything that PCs have been doing, like he said, for the past two years. So here's this. We touched on this, I think, in the first or second episode while we're on PS5. Totally called that backwards compatibility bullshit. Does that ever happen? And will that ever happen? No. What's the? That's always a selling point. That's always a rumor, and it never fucking happens. So, to my knowledge, yeah, I mean, they, they bursted that bubble. But Jason already made a good point. I think it was the last episode where he stated based the PS3, was it the firmware or how those no, games were made? not just the firmware. The PS3, its entire architecture was fundamentally different from the PS4 and the PS5. Mm-hmm. And even the 360 and Xbox One, like... Sony, IBM, and one other company made an entirely new processor called the Cell Processor just for the PS3, and it was supposed to explode and go into all these other areas, but it never did because it was so hard to program for. And that architectural difference between the PS3 and basically any other system on the market is why at the beginning PS3 ports were so bad. Hmm. A lot of them are still unplayable, even into the uh, the later years, just because it was so hard to code for the thing. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. pretty rough. Um, one of the things I did notice about the uh, I saw Sony put out a statement or like this little press release where they were saying, "Oh, hey, um, 
I think with PlayStation Plus, you'll have access to all of these, this entire, this li- this short library of games, you know, and all it was, was it was games like God of War 2018, um, Uncharted 4, and several others, and I was like, so you're just giving, you're literally just giving us everything, pretty much your, your, your last-gen titles for free. Like, we're paying to play those again. <laughs> yeah go on your final fantasy rant justin i know you're (laughs) dude i can say it again but i will not pay 240 dollars when i up for a game but i can tell you the beginning middle and end right now even if you decide not to kill this bitch on disc one you're going to find some edgy way to do it on disc three and say it was different i'm not paying for it you're just waiting for the decade of the year edition of that game. <laughs> you know they're gonna put you know they're gonna bundle all three parts together they later. Might, and if it's not sixty dollars or less, I'm not gonna <laughs> buy it. Sorry. Forty four ninety nine back in the day used to get you a full Final Fantasy four disc, and that's what I want. Yeah, see some of the games are seventy bucks now. Yeah. Until we take it back, they're just gonna keep going up. Now, one of the things about the uh, Xbox Series X I, I read and saw it says it uses, you know, current controllers like current Xbox One controllers, current hard drive. All games will, it says all current games will automatically work for a new system from three prior generations. Ultimate Game Pass gives you games with gold, EA Play, Game Pass for PC, and Xbox Cloud Gaming. I mean, that just seems like the way better deal. Yeah. That's... From the outside looking in, I'm going with that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want to know what this – What is? does anybody here know what the, the Ultimate Game Pass is? Never heard of it. Not a clue. I'm pretty sure what it does is it basically combines the Game Pass stuff with their yearly Xbox Live subscription which is a whole other grift that we touched on in the first episode. And I won't go on that rant again, but. (laughs) So, I mean, forgive me. I know that was about two to three weeks ago, but is that a good thing or bad thing? Or is it, it's not like the PlayStation now, was it? Or is it? No, no, no. Well, I mean, Microsoft is doing their own PlayStation now like thing, but they're bundling it in with the, yeah, like you said. So you get that and you also get their monthly like games with gold thing, all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, just from the outside looking in, that's definitely that's, the deal I would go with. That's definitely better value for money. So what is the um what is the starting price for the PS5 right now? They're, I think what both both uh, consoles have um, a digital version and a disc version. The digital version, no, well, the digital version of the Xbox, the Xbox Series S is three hundred, and the digital version of the PS Five, I believe, is four hundred. Yeah, three ninety nine, ninety nine. And both disc versions are five hundred or yep. four ninety nine. What is your opinion on a no disc version console, Marcus? I have talking about physical media. I have a PC, <laughs> but you also just said you were a console guy. 
I would buy a disc version. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. your opinion. I was hoping you yeah. would say that because we I like had the a physical media conversation. I like the physical media much better. I mean, it's nice to have, you know, a computer with a Steam library with, you know, two, 300 games and it's not taking up a whole bunch of space. But at the end of the day, just especially, you know, back when in the, like the PlayStation 1 and 2 games where you got the case and it came with a nice manual with instructions and artwork and just having the physical media used to be a whole lot better than it is now. But even still, just something about having the, the actual item you can touch, I like a lot more. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I hate that they fucking... Uh, they duped me into uh Devil May Cry Five, the special edition. Oh, they they fucking duped me. How did they dupe you? What happened? So essentially, essentially, I think on the PS4 version and the PC version, Virgil. I mean, of course, Virgil is now playable as they have yeah. done with the last three games. Um, but exclusively, there's a P. There's a PS5 and I believe Xbox Series X version which comes with Virgil and a bunch of other new things that they've added. However, the only new thing that previous generation owners and PC owners get is Virgil. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, they got you. Yeah, yeah they, they got yeah. me. They got me. So now I've been thinking about this since you just said it. So basically having a digital Xbox or PS5 is like having a shitty computer. Why? Why would you even get that if you're not gonna have it for the phys- If you're not gonna get a physical game, I mean if that. I'm... Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go first. You go first. I was just gonna say that just ties into what Mitch said earlier. If you're buying these consoles at launch, you may as well just take that money and put it towards a new computer. You yeah. you add maybe two hundred bucks onto that. You have a decent starting gaming computer, and it's gonna at least be up to par with what the consoles are going to be. So I don't know. Another thing that gets me about the digital consoles in particular on the Xbox side is that it's not just digital and not digital. They also made a lot of internal cutbacks to the lower end console. Like they cut the Ram, like, yeah, like processing speed cutbacks, you know, graphics core cutbacks those really don't matter that much but when you're talking like how much things you can load into the system's memory i've got to imagine that's going to be a headache for developers to try and yeah that doesn't seem like a smart move yeah i didn't think i didn't think about that but when i saw the digital versions and i see the price tag like with the uh, series s i automatically thought like oh this is for kids I could see that because I'm like, okay, now the parents don't have to. We don't have to go to the fucking store to get you, you know, any games. Like we don't have to deal with the Black Friday rush or anything like that. We just literally download all your games from put here. a card in on the on the system and get it right at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, everything's probably... going digital too. I mean, it started with you know Netflix losing Blockbuster and Movie Gallery, and it's just. It's nice. It's convenient. It's cool that I can sit there in my underwear, eat a bowl of cereal, and download a game and watch a movie at the same time. But it's not the same experience as it used to be. Yeah, I mean, I still buy physical games. Now, some games, if they are digital and the price is just too good to beat, like, like I think I got the Return to Arkham bundle for nine bucks. I wasn't gonna see that deal in you know Target or GameStop at all. (laughs) No. 
Maybe on the clearance end cap at Target, maybe. But Yeah, lucky of that. Yeah. I'm just looking at this now. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma Trilogy leaked for PS4 and Switch. Let me post this link in chat. There for Switch? Go. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm yeah. down. I love, I love the Switch. I, I love the Switch. <laughs> I need to get one. Have I you, personally think have it you emulated, is. Have you uh, went to town on your Switch, Marcus? You what you mean? Like, uh, no. I know some people that have jailbroken theirs, but I haven't looked at how it exactly works. I imagine it's probably not hard because it's Nintendo hardware yeah. <laughs> um, per history, but um, yeah, I, I mean, it I, would be great for that and emulation. Yeah, I saw somebody got like a full reverse engineered port of the original Diablo running on the Switch. Damn. Yeah. Okay. With touchscreen support and everything. But damn. Yeah, I think this is Nintendo's uh best system personally. I like it. I haven't interacted too much with it. Um Truth be told, everybody I know that had a Switch, they just got it for Smash. That's all any of my friends ever played on it. So I haven't gotten to experience the system much. I played a little bit of a uh, little bit of Breath of the Wild and a little bit of Luigi's Mansion, but I haven't gotten to be too hands on with it yet. I've I've played several games. Like I said, I've beaten. Uh, I've been play. I played Kirby Superstar Allies, a lot of the first party titles. Um, I am. I want to start Breath of the Wild because I've been very deep down a Zelda timeline uh rabbit hole lately. Um I beat Bloodstained, uh the uh Castlevania I guess uh like the Castlevania like game that was uh released. Uh, the Metroidvania. Yeah. Um the Mega Man like I like one of the things I did like was I downloaded the uh Mega Man Legacy Collection and Mega Man X Legacy Collection, and I played all those games, and that was a pretty awesome experience to play. That's that's one thing I really do like about Nintendo is you can get all the classic games on all of their systems, and you can play those. I used to... I started out with an NES and then got an SNES, so the ability to play all those old-school games has always been really, really yeah. appealing to me. And this is coming from a Sega boy here, because I am a Sega fanboy. Hardcore. <laughs> I never played too much Sega. It just it wasn't something me or any of my friends had. Marcus, did you ever check out Mighty Number no. Nine? Uh, no, I wanted to, but um, when I saw it at Dollar General, <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> Tell us yeah. that. Whoa. Uh, yeah, because you know Dollar General has like they. I mean, of course they have movies, but they had Xbox One and PS uh PS4 games. And yeah, I remember, I think I went there to get some refill, like our water supply or grab something. And uh, I remember seeing Mighty Number no. 9 on the shelf on the little side cap. And I was just like, huh, either this is a really good deal or this is pretty fucking awful. <laughs> I've heard it's like a very watered down Mega Man. That's what I've seen. Very sad Mega Man. Which is crazy because Mega Man Eleven is amazing. Is amazing. I've heard really, really good things about Eleven. Yeah, 
Did you ever play Mighty Number no. Nine, Jason? Or nope. I was asking for your opinion on it because I know <laughs> it kind of it. I would say that it was divisive is an understatement. It was like forty. 40 to 30 percent liked it and 60 to 70 percent of people just hated it, it. Yeah, yeah. wasn't that a crowdfunded game yep. yes it was yeah i don't know too many of those that have done i mean other than bloodstain i know bloodstain was pretty successful um and like i said it was a fun game but uh i just like honestly, I think if they had a slap Castlevania on it, I would have been more intrigued. But because it was called something else, I was just like, "All right, let me just play this because this is fun." Give it a try. Yeah. I was talking to Henry today, um, and he brought up that he's a big Castlevania fan, almost to the level that you're a Sonic fan, Marcus. And mm-hmm. since you brought it up, I'm gonna ask your opinion on this. He's saying. His opinion was, or thought, was none of the 3D Castlevanias have touched on the inkling of the original Castlevanias in terms of quality or pretty much anything. The 3D ones? I'd I'd have to agree with that. I would say so, too, yeah, because none of the 3D ones have ever been as good as Symphony of the Night or Super Castlevania 4. I mean, the the... Lords of Shadow were just like copy paste from other games. Yeah, they they felt very just derivative. So, okay, because I'm I'm gonna touch I'm gonna touch on that a small point about Lords of Shadow, but um, I thought Lament of Innocence was pretty good, and I thought Curse of Darkness was was pretty good. Um, I mean, as good as the like 2D predecessors, no, but I think for just that current gen of consoles for um. PlayStation 2 and Xbox, those were pretty solid games. Lords of Shadow, I um, and this is back when I went through a Castlevania uh, timeline rabbit hole. Um, that story of that game was pretty good, but when I watched the gameplay, I felt like, man, this game just looks like it should be called Lords of Shadow. Like, take the Castlevania off. It would be its own property? Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if that's how it started off, to be honest with you. And that's how I felt. raised it. Because it didn't even look like you went through a castle in the first game, if I'm not mistaken. Like, you were out in the wilderness. Yeah, it was, like, interconnected stuff. Like, I, I never beat it, but I remember, oh, here's a part that's like God of War. Here's a part that's like Shadow of the Colossus, you know, repeat ad nauseum, but... As far as the three, I mean, the 3D Castlevania games go, my favorite one was probably Curse of Darkness. That was the one with like the demon summoning, right? Yeah, that was with uh, where you yeah. played as Hec- where you played as Hector and Trevor Belmont was a special playable character. And a, and one of the things I liked about Curse of Darkness is that game seemed a lot more fleshed out and longer than Lament of Innocence. You could see that Lament of Innocence was kind of like the trial run, and then the very next year, Curse of Darkness was more like the fleshed-out full game that you got. Lament of Innocence is the last Castlevania game I played. And ironically, the very first Castlevania in the in the timeline. <laughs> hmm. But you didn't even... I've never even heard of Curse of Darkness. Like, like I said, that's the last one I played. I think you would like that one, Justin. 
I have to give it a try because I, I like Lament of Innocence. I, I, the originals, it's, but you know, I can play it. I mean, Lament of Innocence. That game is that's one of the shortest PS2 games I've ever played. Yeah. Hell, I think o- Orphan Scion of Sorcery was longer than that, and <laughs> Oni was longer than that. <laughs> See, those are two games that I was always interested in, but never played. Really? Yep, never played Orphan or Oni. Orphan wasn't bad. Oni was awful. That's a Bungie game, too. Damn. Is it? Yep. Yeah. Mm. That is right. That is a Bungie title. Hmm. Do you guys ever play a game called Bouncer for PlayStation? Yes, I did. Yes, I, I did. like uh, that game. <laughs> Sion Kruger. Uh man, you three are the only other motherfuckers that have ever played that game. Okay, so Justin, I'm gonna let you on a, on a secret. A lot of people have played the bouncer, but they don't share the same sentiment that we do about it. A lot of people feel like they were duped uh because that game was so short and that it was advertised almost as something that it wasn't. Oh, see, I didn't see any advertisement. I just played it. Yeah, me yeah, too. I'm the same way. Tyler Reed, I know you remember him, Justin. He had it over at yeah. his house, and we just played it, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed Fuck it. Out of that yeah, game. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was fun to me. Like I said, I remember seeing it in I think EGM leading up until the launch of the PS2. Yeah, that's that was my shit. It was definitely a better Square game from that generation than Dirge of Cerberus. <laughs> Man, I forgot Man, about Dirge I'm telling of Cerberus. You. Is that the my... Final Fantasy game where you play as Vincent? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like a third person Jesse, shooter. if you're listening to this, sorry, but all of my friends into like the uh, the spin-off Final Fantasy VII games, I hate all y'all motherfuckers. Because y'all are the <laughs> reasons that we're going to have to, that we got to pay for this motherfucking game. You didn't like Crisis Core? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I'm not a fancy seven guy more. I remember when Advent Children came out and everybody was going crazy over that movie and I watched God. it and I watched it and I was just like, uh guys, the spirits within was a better movie. Sorry, Thank, yes. not sorry. Thank you. It was a much better movie. I watched Advent Children. I remember when everybody was going crazy and I remember I happened to just to get a torrented copy it was like the very first movie i learned how to torrent and i just remember watching it and i was like i have no clue what the fuck is going on in this movie it's it's basically the plot of final fantasy 7 isn't it 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 wasn't it a direct sequel like it maybe. was some kind of shit, man. Just, <laughs> I hate all that shit so bad. I really do. I can't stand any of the Final Fantasy Seven spinoff shit. I'll put Final. Nope. Discussion. Final Fantasy Seven does not make the top five. I'll give it number six. <laughs> it's out of my top five. It's number six. Speaking of, what like we talk, what would be upset with that opinion? I don't give a fuck. I mean, I don't either. I agree with you. It's <laughs> about that. But I'll t- if anybody's upset with that opinion, you can email Jr. Young at monstersmagic.com <laughs> and we'll have a discussion about Final Fantasy VII. 
it seems like they're kind of taking Final Fantasy kind of towards more so of an RPG kind of hack and slash now. Yep. Well, I mean, I I get it just because with the current hardware that everything has, you don't have the restrictions that you did, and it doesn't have to be turn based. But give me the option. But yeah, like come on, let me play yeah. Final Fantasy like it. Like you're supposed to play it. Like, is the hack and slash element fun? Yeah, of course it is. It's It'd be so always e- fun to go and just beat the shit out of little squishy dudes. But that's not the way it's been played for fucking decades. Yeah, I'm. I'm like you. Know, I, I prefer turn based. Like turn based is really good. I think one what one of the last solid turn based RPGs was Last Odyssey. Oh, for uh, Xbox 360. Yeah. That came out around the same time The Last Remnant did, didn't it? Yeah, that did. Uh, let me see. The Lost did. Am I thinking of the same game? Lost. I'm thinking of Vagrant Story. That's older. And that's not turn-based. <laughs> so yeah, I'm <laughs> so all no, fucking not, not wrong here. At all. Yeah, and Microsoft Game Studios did Lo- uh, Lost Odyssey and I think Square did Last Remnant. The Last Remnant. Dude, I know I played that. That sounds so familiar. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on my computer. Shit, let me look it up. Well, it's a thing, yeah. Yeah, Square did The Last Remnant. I remember that game ran like Molasses on the uh, 360. <laughs> the Last Remnant. Yeah, that was one of the first games from that generation where I remember people saying the PC version was just exponentially better. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Oh, it's on PC? Yep. Oh, I might download that if it's on Steam. Let me see. How much is it? Hopefully, it's like maybe five bucks or something. Mitch, where do you rank Final Fantasy Seven? by the way? Just to go back to that real quick. <laughs> I don't uh, care if you like it. Not in the top it. five. Not in the top okay, five. Okay, I was like, if you like it, I'm not going to shit on you. I'll just shit on the game. <laughs> yeah, number six. Number six or seven, probably, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good place to have it. Keep it there. <laughs> and it's going to keep going back if y'all keep charging for this fucking game. I'm perfectly fine with playing the copy that I have and never playing this new shit. I'm I'm cool with it. I mean, I understand why you why you get why you feel such a way about this because just bringing up don't mean to bring it up again, but the spirits within, I think that's a genuinely good movie. That was way ahead of its time, and Square put their all into it, and none of their fans reciprocated. That movie yeah. bombed hard. And yeah, it did bomb. Yeah. Mm. And to this day, you still hear people saying it has nothing to do with Final Fantasy. Well, Final Fantasy's different each number. Yeah, yeah. Pat, I never really what got that. I'm that like, well, which Final Fantasy are you playing that's linear? Because so there's none of the one I'm playing. Yeah, and most of the linear ones suck ass. Sorry, I don't. If you like 13, Marcus, I'm sorry, not for me. I never played 13. I, cool, it sucks. I, yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I've only played eight. Eight was the only one I beat. I played the first disc of seven, uh, and I didn't continue because the second disc wasn't working. Um, I played ten. And I stopped because the characters got on my fucking nerves. Oh, did you get to the laughing scene? And you yeah, stopped? that's just what I was thinking of. It just, uh, 
I, I don't know. Maybe maybe now that I'm older, I'd be willing to go back and play it. And but it has its well, cringe moment. You know, what? it doesn't matter because I don't. Do I need to give spoiler alerts for fucking decades old? They're not real no, anyway. So it's like <laughs> Sephiroth is a mama's boy. <laughs> Jason's been hearing this for twenty years. Jason yeah. already knows. I've been telling the same shit since we were kids. Like I'm not even gonna argue this this time. Fuck it. And I mean, it looks. I was never really that big into Final Fantasy as a kid anyway. My go-to PS1 RPG was always Legend of Dragoon. That yeah, or the... Le- I vibe on all those RPGs with you because that's all I... The only thing I played as a kid was JRPGs, and that's all I have. That's all physical copies I have. So I still say probably the best RPG that I've played or JRPG is Grandia 2. I still need to play that one. Yeah, I've not played it. But Legend of Dragons up there for non-Final Fantasies. It's up there. Yeah. And it looks like the uh the last remnant was unlisted on it said at the at the request of the publisher, the last remnant is unlisted on the Steam store and will not appear in search. Well, hang on, let me see. Oh, I just found a Steam key on G2A. Fuck 'em. So Damn. so so wait, does that just Damn, mean Jason like <laughs> how much is it? Twelve fifty nine. Uh that's a little too much for my blood. <laughs> Maybe if it goes down to two dollars, I'll get it. <laughs> that was you did that in like point five seconds. <laughs> I didn't think to go to G two A because like I said, there's certain uh like I said, I still want to play um Spider Man Shattered Dimensions for uh PC, but I think that was a game for Windows Live. Oh yeah, that was good God. That was a clusterfuck. The <laughs> the whole games for Windows live platform before oh, they man. good God. That was bad. It was supposed it just I want to tell this one story. It was supposed to like protect against piracy, all this, that, and the third, yada yada <laughs> yada. But they made the keys universal so you could buy one games for Windows Live game, pirate the ISO for the other game, and use the same key and register it. You'll be able to play it multiplayer, get achievements, all that shit. So it was just a whole sounds like that worked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, are they still doing somewhat something like that? Like game, or is it games? For, it may not be games for Windows Live, but uh, Microsoft games or something. Because I remember when Killer Instinct uh, was being released on PC first, it w- didn't go to Steam. It went to the Microsoft just, Store. Yeah, yeah, and you I could mean, play it on PC. Yeah, they're still doing the Microsoft Store thing. It's just that it is way more usable than the whole Games for Windows Live stuff because the that that stuff was bad. You had to install. Oh God! The yeah. Program. Have you tried to play Fable? Any oh kind, Lord! Fable <laughs> on PC is almost unplayable. Fallout Three, you still can't play because of Games with Windows Live. Yeah, I forgot about that one too. Oh, they removed Fable. Uh, they removed games for Windows Live from the Steam version of Fable. By the way, so yeah. can't they just take all of those old titles and put them on Steam if they were on games for Windows Live? Like, what's stopping them from doing that? Really, just I, I would have to imagine just time, but it I, I wouldn't. 
think it take that much time because the games have already been cracked. You can just throw them up on Steam if you need to with the cracked executables. The only thing, like, you could put a public service announcement, multiplayer may not work, fix it yourself. You know, that, <laughs> that, that's nothing the PC community isn't. Like, it's not new to us, you know. We've fixed Bethesda's games for years. Did y'all fix Rage? Rage, yeah, it actually has been fixed. There's a program called id5 tweaker that tweaks a whole bunch of parameters in the engine and shit. So it actually runs decent now, all these years later. I remember working at GameStop when that came out, and I remember people were pissed. All right, Rage was pissed, but you want to, like, see, like, seething? Look up <laughs> Brink. Oh, oh dude. Uh, Oh, let me see. I was a part I, of the Brink raid. Let me see. If the, let me see if I remember what Brink Brink. That was gonna be the next big um, multiplayer uh, FPS. Yeah, they're all supposed yeah. to be the next fucking big one, and it's not ever gonna yeah, work out like that. It wasn't. It like Spoilers. That. No, no. Wait a minute. Hold on. It's not a spoiler. No one's surprised. <laughs> hold on. I think. I, hold on. I might There's have no gotten Brink too. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I think I might have gotten Rage and Brink messed up. Yeah, yeah. P- possibly. Because, because Rage doesn't have the best reputation out of that's all. That's right. Yes, this is Brink. This is Brink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brink yeah. is bad. It was a bad one. Because it's supposed we to be like a... For it. it was supposed to be a first-person shooter with parkour, right? Yeah, it's supposed yep. to be like Mirror's Edge with a lot more gunplay. It was not like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once I saw the blue cover, uh, I was just like, wait a minute. Yeah, I remember. Okay, yeah, this is the game that people were pissed about. Yep. I felt so bad because um, somebody had brought a new copy that day, and then they came back in the store like five hours later, and I had to trade it in for them for $25. Fucking dollars. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You've seen that video of that guy raging over Fallout 76 in GameStop, right? I have. Oh. Why would you spend money on Fallout 76 anyway? That's my question. So what like I, like I didn't like I know he I know he was pissed because he couldn't return it or what was the uh, gist of that video? Basically, he bought a busted ass game brand new and couldn't <laughs> yeah, that, return it. <laughs> Cuz that game is online only right yeah correct none of those games none of those online only games have ever worked correctly except for what maybe black black what wasn't an online game that no. was a first person shooter yeah i think black was entirely single player actually yeah. oh, what am i yeah. oh, am i thinking of another one mm. I just know Brink was fucking terrible because I god awful. Yeah, they got me too. Yeah, they got all. They got three out of the four of us then because <laughs> I went legit with that game too and was kicking myself. I was I hope, just. I hope I didn't sell any of y'all this shit. <laughs> oh no! Hey, you do kind of look familiar. Hold on now. <laughs> so, Marcus, what was the bullshit company spiel they told y'all to tell people when they complain about giving? <laughs> getting shit on for getting a refund there was no company spill it was <laughs> hey you if you buy this game new and you open it 
guess what? Your only options are to trade it in. If you buy it pre-owned, you got seven days with it. You can trade it in or you can return it within those seven days. So fuck y'all, basically, was the company. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> if you don't like it, go somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, wait. I specifically remember a kid. There was this kid that came in a lot. He came in like every two to three days and would always return. He would buy a pre-owned game and return it. And I was just like, all right, you know, whatever. Hey, he he's using the system. Okay, cool. Use it to your advantage. I wish I had been this smart and forthcoming when I was his age. <laughs> and I remember one day he picks up the Fallout New Vegas uh, Collector's Edition. And it was like, uh, at that time, it was like 25 bucks. And I said, hey, I just want to let you know this is new. I was like, so you're not going to be able to come in and return this uh, like you have been are you sure you understand that yeah yeah okay yeah, I, I get it i get it yeah yeah of course bro next fucking day he comes in with it yeah i like to return this i just told you yesterday you can't return this because it's a new game oh man did he take it well no he didn't take it well and i was just <laughs> like look you can go get your mom you can go get whoever you need to go get i explained this to you yesterday you were in here yesterday the cameras have you in here yesterday i told you i remember the conversation yeah i'm not returning this i just got a mental image of uh marcus sitting there berating a young man (laughs) (laughs) see whenever i work the return desk at target i just reached a point where i stopped giving a fuck there was a this Lady, it was during one of the holiday seasons. You guys remember that game Mag on PS3, M-A-G? That was had the, the magazine online, on the cover? Was that the online only? Yeah, it was a... Okay, like, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, it, it's cool, but it was a 120-player online-only first-person shooter for the PS3. She brought it back to the return desk, said, Yeah, I got this for my son. I didn't realize it was online-only. Could I please get my money back? You know, I could have done the whole blah, 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 it's open. But what I did was just said, sure, I returned the game as unopened, then defected it out and threw it in that bin in the back afterwards. (laughs) I didn't want to ruin some little kid's Christmas. Yeah, and you know, I I think at some point we all reach a period when we're working retail where we're trying to, I guess be i guess a good employee and then i think reality sets in where it's like this company doesn't give two shits about me not a single one yeah Yeah. sure you you want to return these socks that you just wore okay it's not coming out of my paycheck (laughs) yep exactly here here defective Uh, it's going in the trash anyway (laughs) (laughs) to where it belongs (laughs) <laughs> so m3 news upcoming guest uva bowl yeah. <laughs> oh that's gonna be a fun one yes it is it, that's gonna be very fun i want to watch the blood rain movies this week okay <laughs> so i tried watching all three of them again just to see if like because how I, far did how far did you get i didn't finish any <laughs> one of them <laughs> I, I, 
I got about a quarter of the way through all of them, and I was just like, nope, Uva. Wow, like, this is bad. Yeah, you've got some good movies, but these are not them. Excuse this me. is why the fan base of every single video game adaptation wants to fucking fight you. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, no, they, no. Just wanna, they just want to bitch at him. Let me, let me get that straight. Because <laughs> he offers to fight him. He, yeah, he'll take that challenge. By the <laughs> way, Uva. No problems here. Love you if you're listening. Yeah, good listening guy. To this. Okay, love, so. love Rampage, Assault on Wall Street, a whole bunch of your original movies. Oh, on Rampage was great. Yeah. He can do original stuff great, but his adapted material, nope. Would rather not. Wow, he did House of the Dead? Yep. And the War I of the Dark? I did not know that. I did not know that he did House <laughs> of the Dead. Your face says that you really did not know. <laughs> I did not know. I remember watching House of the Dead on uh, Stars. Maybe when did this movie come out? I think it came out in two thousand three. I think I saw this game. I think I saw this movie maybe in two thousand and eight on the Action Channel or Stars. Um, I don't remember it being good, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was. A lot of people think you're insulting Uva Bowl by comparing him to Ed Wood and stuff like that, but it's just like, look, Ed Wood enjoyed making movies regardless of what you thought about yeah. him. And I feel like Uva Bowl's kind of the same way. So I think some people, um, in which I was uh listening to a uh I was listening to a video Lupe Fiasco was talking about and he mentioned something about the guy uh I guess the creator inventor of the Ferrari. And he said, one of the things, and I want to look this up and research this and know if this is actually true. He said, apparently the guy who made the Ferrari, he didn't give two shits about selling cars. He just literally wanted to race and that the Ferrari yeah. and that the Ferraris aren't actually like their shit. They're like dog shit cars. Like he said, he's like, he's like, you know, I'm, he's like, I was real big into Ferraris. He's like, you know, I went to Italy. I was part of this, you know, elite club. He said, and one day, you know, he said, I noticed like it wouldn't go past first gear. He's like, so I had to take it to a shop and the guy was like, Oh, you know, this is just a simple fix. It just needs to be recalibrated, you know, or something. He was like, however, if it was one of these pumps, it would have been $50,000 you know, to fix. And Lupe yep. was just like, I sold the car the next day. He was like, these cars are fucking garbage. He's like, even the creator knows they're garbage. But he but didn't also, give a shit. They're also not meant to be driven regularly, you know. You don't buy a Ferrari, so you drive it every day. You drive them like 100 miles a year. If that. It sounds like those cars can't even last 100 miles a fucking year. Look, man, they're Italian, okay? The Italian makes, they make very nice <laughs> things. They just... They don't hold well together. It's hard yeah. to engineer when you're drinking <laughs> fucking wine, you know? <laughs> you expect to drink fine wine, eat spaghetti, and build a car. Like, it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but that's what, when I think of Uva Bowl, that's what I think of. I was like, well, maybe he just wanted to make fucking movies. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if they're quote unquote bad or, you know, not. And you know I, what? He still made a movie. Like, yeah. none of us have done that shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I heard another thing about Ferraris. Like, I think this was some guy, like some DJ, something mouse, danger mouse. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not sure, but he. <laughs> <laughs> One half of Nog Barkley, go ahead. <laughs> it, I don't think it's the Gnarls Barkley guy. 
But well, I, that's it, C- that's CeeLo and Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse oh, is the producer. Oh well, all right. I think it was him. He was talking about how he had a Ferrari and like put decals or like some shit on it, and the company did not like that and tried no. to sue him or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Ferrari is very, 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 very particular. They're very like snooty too. I mean, mm-hmm. back in the nineties they used to make you get on your knees to sign a fucking contract to get their cars. A lot of their cars. Are serious? Made, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were real weird about it. They're, they're good cars. You know, if you want something that looks flashy, but it's not, it's not anything you would want to drive realistically. Yeah, and one of the, meant to, to piggyback off of that, what Lupe was also saying is, um, he was saying like if you have like a Ferrari from like the '90s or or '80s, like good luck, like a a Ferrari dealership won't even fucking touch it. No, yeah, good luck trying to find anybody to service that. So they're like Apple computers, but cars. They're like Apple computers that you can crash very fast into a wall. Yes. Yeah. They don't sell you cars. They sell you maintenance. They sell you maintenance and they sell you an image because everybody wants to, yeah, drive a Ferrari. It's a $300,000 car. It must be doing well, but it's there's better cars for a lot less money. I'll see. Yeah, but I, I want to, uh, like I said, I want to read more into that story or whatnot because I was like, holy shit, this is interesting. And I never knew that. Yeah, like you said, these cars are probably only designed to go 100 miles, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, they've got some some models that they make just for you to take the racetracks, but they're not – you're not supposed to go to the store in them or, you know, you're supposed to take it out once a month when the weather's nice and put the top down on it and drive it down around the beach. You're not supposed to go to the beach in it. You just want to look nice, and that's what they're for. You mean I can't go to Aldi and then uh, go get a pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks in it? I mean, you can, depending on which Ferrari, though. You don't have any trunk space to put your groceries. You better <laughs> put them on the fucking passenger seat. <laughs> While on the subject of M3 News, on the 28th, the Simon Templeman interview is coming out, Marcus. I am excited, excited about that, and the miss is, ex- is excited about that. She's more excited to hear me, but, you know. It's a great interview. Oh, you've listened back to it? No, I was there. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you how it was. I experienced it. (laughs) I mean, I'm telling it was a great interview. I don't have to listen back to it. If someone came up to me and was like, hey, show me a few of you guys' podcasts. I'm throwing out that one, Luke Kane. That's how much I enjoyed it. It was a really great interview. It really was. Like I said, I could I could have heard him talk. Like when he was talking about like internet privacy and things like that. Like I felt like, all right, I'm down to call in sick to work to use about two dis hours and, and hear this man talk for like another forty to forty minutes to two hours. <laughs> Mitch, have you played any of the Legacy of Kane series? I played uh shit. I played Soul Reaver and what was the one after that for PS2? Soul Reaver too. Defiance, Defiance, and then I played. I don't know if this counts or not. I played a uh, Nosgoth, which was damn. The, uh, you played Nosgoth. I've never. Yeah. See, damn. I wanted to play Nosgoth. Mitch and Robert are the only two other people I've that, ever met to have played Nosgoth. That's who put me on to Nosgoth. You're the guy, Robert. 
<laughs> the guy that's playing Nosgoth. <laughs> I wanted to play Nosgoth. I just didn't have a computer at the time. Tell us about it. <laughs> I didn't get to experience too much of it, man. I got a computer, and I was like, yes, Nazioth, Legacy of Kane. I loved those games as a kid. I signed up. I downloaded it, and three, three four months later, they're like, yeah, it's done. So yep, that's exactly what happened. You want to have some fun? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Damn. I bet you if they re-release that shit or fire that shit back up, I'm pretty sure people would play it. I'd play it. I'll download it right now. Oh yeah, well, well, if they got if they got my boy in there, that is. <laughs> I don't think like any of the old school characters from the series were involved in that game. It was just no. like clan of generic vampires versus generic yeah. vampire hunters. Yeah, it just took place in the universe from Legacy of Kane. None of the guys were reprising any roles or anything like that. I saw a timeline on. Um wherever we found all those stills of the dark prophecy uh, game is somebody put where Nazgoth allegedly fits in the timeline. And it's like a period of where like nothing is really happening. But again, I can't confirm that because I never played Nazgoth and apparently I'll never get to play. Never it. get to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a want, want, want sound effect right there. You guys, whoever did Halo 2, you know, for the original Xbox, like, uh, can you do that for Nazgoth and keep it going? <laughs> I mean, there's motherfuckers out there. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> it's it's just the motherfuckers who are out there have very specific taste. Real, nope, we nope. got to get somebody on. <laughs> we got to go searching for a motherfucker. We'd probably get games for Windows Live back before before we get <laughs> the resurrection of Nazgoth. We'll have Simon Templeman as our champion trying to get this game back. <laughs> He'll be our spokesperson for it. All right, Justin and Jason, y'all might have to uh, email the publisher of Nazgoth and see about a uh, hey, an so, interview. Yeah, get, get the on. interview. I mean, that's Square Enix now. They own the Legacy of Kane property. So it's time to, it's time for us to throw our weight around. <laughs> and we're gonna use it on Nosgoth. Apparently no wonder why uh we haven't seen anything because they've been strictly Final Fantasy uh remake for the last couple of years, so no wonder why we've seen anything from it. Yeah, Final Fantasy and Tomb Raider. That's all Square seems to be interested in anymore. Well, Tomb Raider is the the new the Tomb Raider games are fucking awesome, but um, I can speak to that personally for beating all three of them. I mean, I I do enjoy those games; they are awesome. But I still I wish Crystal would go back to Legacy of Kane, and I like there was there's this chick on YouTube. Her name's Melanie Mack. She's a huge Tomb Raider fan, and she made some really interesting points about those new Tomb Raider games that I didn't think of before. She, like, like, what kind of points? One of the points that she made was that they seem to revel in putting Laura in pain. Like, they seem to focus a lot on her getting hurt. And well... I mean, if you played the first two, you know yeah. I don't. I, I kind of don't understand. Like, okay, why are you always in a helicopter crash? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, like I said, she just had some interesting points and I didn't really think about it in that way. And she's not like the, you know, Mm-hmm. histrionic you know make something out of nothing type of youtuber i just thought they were interesting points but yeah i did enjoy those tomb raider games and i wish square would do something other than tomb raider or final fantasy that's just my wish please yeah they haven't really done anything else besides that have they not really. no they had yeah they haven't oh wow so I'm sorry, I was just reading through this Ninja Gaiden Sigma trilogy. Oh, this is going to be on PS4. I thought it was Switch exclusive. Makes sense it would go on PS4, though. See, I've never gotten... Well, I can't play uh, either one of my copies of Ninja Gaiden Sigma because my fucking PS3 is... Yellow light of death and Ooh. yeah, I feel like I'd be better off emulating, finding a way to emulate those games than actually repair the system. What's crazy to me is that the PS3 emulator is actually in a pretty decent state. I've heard, like, I, really? yeah, I know uh, Demon Souls is p- p- like playable from start to finish now at sixty frames a second. I mean, they're. Really? They're not, they're doing it on the way they're attacking development on the emulator is on like a game by game basis, which I would imagine a console with architecture as complex as the PS3 you kind of have to. So what games do they have? Let me pull it up. I think they have. I feel like they have some of those Ratchet and Clank games, and I think Heavenly Sword. I mean, but if they still can, I mean, they still haven't even got a functioning. Sega Saturn emulator, so. <laughs> oh, there is one for RetroArch. It's called uh, Medofin. You ever try that one? It's no, hard. Yeah, it's hard to set up. It's a bit more challenging to set up than a normal emulator, but it really works. Hmm. I'd be interested to play some of the uh, imports. Definitely, like some of the Gundam games uh, that are imports. Um and if I could set up Panzer Dragoon on my Raspberry Pi without having to hook up a system, like yeah, that'll be awesome. Aren't they doing a remake of the first Panzer Dragoon? Or yeah, has that already coming. come out? I think it's coming to Switch, or I think they've already ported one of the Panzer Dragoons to Switch. I can't I remember if it's those the... games. They are um they're pretty awesome, I have to say. Hey, I don't think I've played any of them either, but I thought they had already I thought they had ported one to Switch. I could be wrong though. I'm trying to see which one they ported. If you want to be reductive in describing them, it's Star Fox with dragons, but they're a bit more consistent and better than Star Fox. Never played Star Fox. Uh, I, played, I played Star Fox Adventures. That was the only one I played, and I don't think that one counts. I mean, it's a good game. It's just not a like, Star, Star Fox, Fox game. game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be its own title, and then I like, oh, just slap Star Fox on it. That's like the Hellraiser treatment. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the Panzer <laughs> Dragon remake is actually available for Switch now. 
Yeah, and this is the remake of the original one. You about to jump th- on that? Uh, I won't. And I think the the one for Xbox, the original Xbox, uh, Panzer Dragon Order. I think that one's pretty rare, or it still holds a, a good bit of value. Yeah, Order was a good game. I enjoyed it. Let's see. Marcus, what was your most ridiculous release at the GameStop? Like, this motherfuckers flooding the store for a game. Um. Halo, some Halo release? Uh, no. Because I only worked there for like three months. Um. Okay, specifically, I can tell you the masters no the uh tiger woods pga either was 2011 or 2012 the masters and mortal kombat 11 and there was something else that came out the same day as mortal kombat 11 but i can't remember what it was um i remember something came out at the same time that was really really big but i don't yeah, know what it was i can't yeah i can't think of what it was it was mortal kombat 11 I know that came out in April, and that was big, and then something else came out. Um, but, yeah, that Tiger Woods PGA Tour the with the Masters, with the Augusta National on it, that one was uh, – that was that was one that uh, I sold a, a shit ton of. Um, those, those three are what would come to mind. I'll say my worst day was there was Easter Sunday. What was going on then? Just it was just Easter. a shit ton of people at that store, and I I made the mistake of thinking like, okay, well we're in the Bible Belt, you guys are gonna go to church for about four hours, and then you're gonna eat with your families and watch the uh, 1960s <laughs> version of the Ten Commandments. All right, cool. <laughs> this is gonna be an easy five hour work day for me. Wrong. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Was there a sale going on that day or something? No, it was just everybody like bringing their kids in there to buy a shit ton of games. Like that was the and I was the only one on the schedule because we thought it's Easter Sunday. Nobody's going to really come in here. Oh, shit. Well, sorry that happened. Like, I mean, I get it, like, you know, because everybody does. I get it. Everybody's not religious. They don't celebrate Easter, and that's cool. But I just didn't expect, you know, to be. That influx of people on Easter yeah. Sunday. It's like, hey, like, just take the fucking day off. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this supposed to be some kind of holiday? Be with your family. Stop bugging us. Yeah, or any, like I said, even if you're not religious, just take the fucking holiday. <laughs> How long had you been working there at that point? A month and a half. Oh, you don't I didn't it, work. I didn't work that long. What did that that day probably had something to do with it? Huh? <laughs> Actually, what turned me off of it is when the district manager came in, uh, Joey, and I was uh he came in and spoke whatever. He went to the back and was eating his subway sandwich. <laughs> and I remember this lady came in and I said, "Hey, I was putting some prices on games." And I was like. Excuse me, ma'am, you need any help with anything? She's like, oh, no, just browsing. I said, all right, well, I'm going to be right over here if you need anything. He comes out, blase, blase, talks to her, sells her a game, and comes up to me and was just like, you know, I just did your job for you. You know, like, what do I need you here for? And I remember that following Saturday, 
I handed the keys to Bryce and was just like, yeah, the manager at Target's offering me, you know, more hours and two weekends off a month. And if you can't beat that, I'm out of here. Boom. I assume they couldn't beat that. Yeah, and even if they could, I probably wasn't going to take it because working there, I noticed I didn't even play video games for those first three months, for those three months that I was working there. It was kind of like I it, it took it sucked the love out of them. You didn't want to be around them and play yeah. it because you were dealing with yeah. them all day. Like I think I remember watching Pineapple Express like three times a week um, <laughs> during that time because it was always on. Like, and I always watched that. Like, yeah. Oh shit! The yeah, stories can, of oh, go ahead. I can. It's just blowing my mind right now because I can see he working. At, everybody hates GameStop, so it doesn't. It's, it makes perfect sense that working at GameStop also sucks. So, GameStop manager, if you're listening to this, screw you. GameStop owners, if you're listening to this, make your company better. Yeah, and in particular, Joey, if you're listening to this, everybody <laughs> in the CSRA thinks you're a dick. None of your ma- <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Joey. Yeah, none of your managers have ever liked you. Yeah, I haven't heard one person say a single I have heard people compliment Lucifer more than I have heard him more than I've heard Joey complimented who is the uh, district manager for the CSRA Mm. Like I've heard stories going all the I've heard stories about him going all the way back to when they were in the mall so yeah that was a while ago too Yeah, uh, and and you know, like I said, after I quit that job, I went back to playing games, and everything was fine. Hey, you found your you found your muse, <laughs> and that muse happened to be the front desk at Target. <laughs> <laughs> that in the back room. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that electronics boat was something else. Good God. The thought of Jason dealing with the public on a day like Black Friday just he did it, though. tickles me. He did it, though. All right. Yeah. For multiple years. All right. So, he, all right. And one of those years, I was excited because the Black Friday, I was just going to be a cashier. I would just have to ring up the people, get them out of the fucking store as quick as possible but barbara bless her heart i love barbara love miss barbara if you're listening this is no slight against you but she saw me on the cash register and was like jason what are you doing on the cash register then she gets on the phone with the managers and is like why is jason on the cash register and not in electronics and i'm just like all right please don't do this to me i know where this is going (laughs) i'll I'll be on my way (laughs) <laughs> yep. <laughs> did you ever work any of the mornings for Black Friday there? Yes, I did. Huh. Oh I'll, man. I'll still never understand how people raged over those uh Westinghouse televisions. Those fifty five inch Westinghouse televisions for two hundred dollars. Their piece they you know they were pieces of shit just as much as I do. Like they real bad televisions and shout the out people to only Dave. see 55 inch 200 dollars oh shit and no, those, see, those some bitches lag like crazy yep 
I'm curious how Black Friday is gonna go. Well, how Black Friday is gonna go this week, this year, because all of the stores are actually closed on Thanksgiving. Hmm. I wish that shit would die. I've never participated in that. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it either. I do like going in the stores and hitting people with spears to give me some discounted movies, though. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: what I do miss about it is um, when the stores used to open up at times like 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. Like I always thought that was cool because it's like you're out in the middle, like in out in the middle of the night, and it's like, okay, let me rush in here to try to get this one fucking video game that's like seventy five percent off, or this movie that, or this Blu-ray that's only gonna be five dollars. It's like yeah. Mad Max in that bitch. It really fucking is, bro. <laughs> as soon as they start pulling the the plastic off the pallet, it's it's over. Yeah, I think the only time I've ever participated in a Black Friday was I went to Best Buy to get a copy of Fallout 3 when it first came out for the 360. It was 75% off. And, yeah. The only Black Friday I ever went to was a Walmart Black Friday, and I wasn't there for any specific item. I was just tagging along, and I'm just looking at the chaos. Like, everybody's in almost like a starting position waiting for... (laughs) Like it's track, like it's, <laughs> and I was like, "What's going on? I don't know what's about to happen." And people are diving on the movie bin, like just ripping DVDs all over the ground. And I see a movie that I've been wanting, and it's just nobody's going for that movie. I just casually walk up, grab it, and I just get the hell out of there. It was thirty days of night. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been. The only places I've been to on Black Friday are Target and Best Buy. I don't even bother with it. I just wait till Cyber Monday, order everything online. Yeah, that's definitely the way to go. And once I and well, I will say once we were working at Target, what was kind of cool about it is uh, you had the layout of where everything was, and I'm sure. Well, I know I hit a two terabyte hard drive a couple of times (laughs) just to make sure (laughs) it was in the spot that I was gonna get it. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Jason, did you ever work that uh that that I think it was that one year we uh stayed open like twenty four hours? I'm pretty sure I did work it. Yeah. yeah. Like it started at mid it started at like nine PM Thanksgiving and then uh like we went all the way until the next day and like you talk about <clears throat> that store was fucking dead by like two AM. Like we were like zo- we were like zombies around there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did work that one because it was everybody had kind of settled in because it was dead and we were just like, well, I guess this is going to be it. And then all the floodgates fucking opened. Yeah, and then the Chick-fil-A and then they dropped off the Chick-fil-A care package. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They always used to do Chick-fil-A or what was it? Firehouse, right? Yeah, I know I took home six chicken biscuits when I left that shit that (laughs) night. (laughs) Uh, stories from the slums. Hey man, I got a lot. I, I don't. I don't do black for. I haven't gone out like. Well, I take that back. I don't ever go for big items. I just go for like the two or three games that I know are going to be on sale. And chances are, nobody wants those games except me. <laughs> it's like yeah. that movie, Jason. You know, nobody necessarily probably wanted low hanging fruit. Yeah, nobody. nobody. Go ahead. You said nobody wanted what? Nobody probably wanted 30 Days of Nights except Justin. Oh, that's a good yeah. movie, though. Come on. Yeah, but the whole stack was there, and there were people <laughs> flailing on the ground. I'm just like, oh, shit, there's a whole stack right here. I'm just 
Yeah. Grab my 30 days a night and get on through. 80% off. Yeah, I think I went and got like two Sonic titles one year at Target and like it was a whole stack of them. Nobody wanted it. I mean, everybody's going shit for brains over 3DSs and Wii U's or whatever. And For real though, if I had the foresight, I would have invested like at least maybe a stack into buying those limited edition Zelda 3DSs because those things are worth some money now. Yeah, they are. I have a theory that Zelda items are going to be almost uh, they're going to increase in value or probably not depreciate as Zelda's are going to Zelda items are going to be uh, the Rolex items of video games, I believe, in the future. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Because nothing Zelda ever depreciates in value unless it has uh, players, whatever that uh, GameCube greatest hits or yeah. Nintendo greatest hits, if it doesn't have like that player's choice shit on it, like <laughs> good luck getting an original copy. <laughs> well, even the uh, even the the CDI games of age or not age, but even they still have a little bit of value to them. If you get one that's still in the protective, uh, like not the jewel case, but the the cardboard and everything, mm-hmm. they still go for well over a hundred dollars. And it's the CDI games; they're not Jesus. good. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, the CDI games, a hundred <laughs> bucks for a fucking CDI game. <laughs> Guarantee those games cost more now than you can buy a used CDI system for. Oh, let's find out. Because you can you can get normal ones for like twenty bucks. I'm seeing here, but how much is a CDI? Good lord, <laughs> two hundred and fifty bucks. That's too much money. <laughs> That's too yeah. much money for <laughs> for a bunch of shitty games. <laughs> Oh, this one comes with Domino? Wow. <laughs> is that just the CDI system, or does that come with the Zelda games, too? <laughs> it comes with six different games. None of them are the Zelda games. The director's cut Rosebud is one of them. It's like that TurboGrafx Mini that they came out with. It's $100, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure the TurboGrafx isn't worth $100 now. <laughs> Yeah, they're not what they go for. Well, this ass clown is trying to sell an unused one for $1,100. Have fun with that. Hang on a sec. I just found something on eBay that's going to make Justin's asshole pucker. What? You'll see. The old old balloon knot? (laughs) (laughs) Look at that, Justin. Oh, I already. See. Oh, I know this is gonna be some bullshit. <laughs> oh Good wow! God, wait! This game came out for the Sega CD. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So, hold on. Oh my God! Are these the okay? So silver. So wait, these games were re-released on the PS One. I'm pretty sure the Sega had the original ports. I 
I still got my Lunar Silver Star story complete and my Lunar Two Eternal Blue. Let's see how much those are going for on eBay. So wait, these games were originally the first port of those games weren't on PlayStation. Were these were on Sega CD? Yeah, those the ones on PlayStation were re-releases. Wow, I never. Damn, that's kind of that's mind blowing. They're, they're pretty pricey too. Dude, the one on eBay right now that's ninety three dollars. It says no map. I have the map. Yeah, I'm looking at a complete Lunar Silver Star story. PS one is two hundred and fifty dollars. And that's probably a decent price. Uh, looks like it. Yeah. Hold on, let me look up some of my games on here. Have you guys ever heard of a limited? Like, am I sitting on money? Have you guys ever heard of limited run games? Yeah, I have. They do like physical editions of like indie stuff sometimes. Yeah, like I know they did a a a big bundle for uh, Streets of Rage Four. They did something for Double Dragon Four. Um, but specifically, when they came out, when a uh, Fatal Fury: Mark of the Wolves was ported to the uh, PS4. I believe they actually came out with a special Neo Geo cartridge, you know, edition. Let me see if I, if they did, but I think they came out with one that was like 200. It was like a $250 collector's edition. Like one of the old Neo Geo AES cartridges. Yeah, I believe so. Let me make sure. Mark. I'm just browsing on eBay right now. And PlayStation 1 Final Fantasy Tactics brand new factory sealed original black label mint condition $2,500. God oh, damn. That's, that's way too much money for a fucking PlayStation game. Mint original Final Fantasy soundtrack $365 for the Tactics soundtrack. Yeah, I pulled up Mark of the Wolves on eBay. I think I just found the original uh, AES cartridge. That's going for almost $1,400. Okay, so no. So the one by Limited Run Games, I think they have – it has a functional functional classic Neo Geo shock box, uh, commemorative non-functional mini Neo Geo cartridge. Okay, yeah. Good lord, I just found a copy of Final Fantasy VII for $6,000. Keep that. Does it come with uh, Does it come with the blood of Aerith on it? <laughs> and a vial? It is still sealed. It's rated. Graded everything. You can get a factory sealed Legend of Dragoon for $230. Is that grading system is that grading system for video games even worth it? Like I I feel like it's more for comics and uh toys technically. Yeah, it really is. Well, here's one for three hundred dollars. It's got seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, and nine for three hundred dollars, and seven is still sealed. They're all still sealed, actually. At this point, I'm not sure. Like, how can like all of those games, like I understand at some point, you know, those games weren't able to be easily accessed and that obviously gave them more of a higher value. But now 
I mean, what Justin once came to my apartment with Final Fantasy VIII on his tablet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, it's how a does physical it... media thing? Like, there's uh, so many of those black labels out there, they're not remaking them, you know? Yeah, like something that uh, I always thought was curious was that the DVD for Tales from the Hood was always really rare. <laughs> Is it really? It, it was whenever I was looking into it a few years ago. Hang on, let me see what it's going for now. I think there's a couple of DVDs that have uh, different covers. Like, I think one of the copies of Tron is kind of rare. Yeah, see, the cheapest, like, DVD in decent condition of Tales from the Hood, buy it now on eBay, is $30. And that's, yeah... That's not a good movie. <laughs> no, that's not a thirty dollars movie at all. Nope. Oh. All right, there goes Justin. He probably had some internet issues. Yeah, he was kind of cutting in and out uh sometimes. Jason, do you remember uh Game Quest in Augusta? No, I, I, that's one I never went to, actually. I do remember Play and Trade in Evans, though. I remember the Play and Trade from the, the Aiken Mall. I miss that Play and Trade. Yeah. Because I picked up a couple of cool drinks. I picked. I remember I picked up a Power Stone 2 for $8 there and a Gunbird 2 for $6 there. I really like playing trade. I like how they had all the retro stuff there. Yeah. Because there's not really a place you can go. I mean, <clears throat> we had a store down in Florida. We just moved back up, but we had a store there called 8-Bit Hall of Fame, which had tons and tons and tons of old systems and games, and they had all the mm-hmm. Nintendo powers, but just finding that was a rarity because there's not a lot of shops like that anymore. Yeah, there was one in Columbia. I can't remember. It was next to the second and Charles. I can't remember what it was called. Um it was called game something, but it was, a, uh, and they had a lot of stuff in there, but unfortunately one of the things it was is, uh, they were completely overpriced. Um, I know there's a store in Greenville called one up games. Um, that's another one where they, uh, do, um, different hey, game memorabilia. Yeah. They do different game memorabilia, uh, old school games and, uh, uh, T- a lot of trading card games. Hmm internet cut out there yeah but i'm with you on that I, i've definitely missed pay, playing trade you could find some you could find some gems in there for really decent prices yeah i found a copy of silent hill 2 on xbox which isn't the best port but it was really cheap i think i got it for like 12 bucks i didn't know that game was ported to xbox i didn't either yep it's uh, it's got some weird quirks to it, but it's not the worst port of Silent Hill Two. The best is still the PS2 Greatest Hits version. I've never played a Silent Hill game. I played Silent Hill Two, but I um, I know the story you're gonna tell. You <laughs> told me this story before, Marcus. Yeah. Marcus got Silent Hill 2 when he was going to get Dead to Rights. Yep. And those are entirely different games, (laughs) tonally. So, yeah, I can't hold it against him. (laughs) Yeah. 
I never got to beat Dead. I never got to beat Dead to Rights. I think I was close. Um, but I, that's one game I do want to go back and play. I, st- I have it for the original Xbox. I just have to find a way to. I have to find some place to set my original Xbox on this desk here. Do you have access to a GameCube? I got the Dolphin emulator. Oh yeah, that works too. I was just gonna say the best version of Dead to Rights is the GameCube version, but that's another one of those situations where like so many little changes were made between each version, and the GameCube version was the one that released last, if I recall correctly. So it just had the most refinements to it. Yeah, I think the uh, the. I think the GameCube actually was the had a couple of best versions for some games. Uh, in particular, Soul Calibur Two. I think the GameCube version was the best version. Oh, a hundred percent. I would have to agree with that by far. Yeah, I mean, Zelt. I mean, Link was easily the best extra character. The Xbox version of that game did run at 720p, though. So. And it did have Spawn. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy, I played the shit out of the PS2 version, but I mean, graphically, I could definitely say that uh, this this is almost, I felt like the, this is just me, I felt like Soul Calibur 1 for the Dreamcast looked better than Soul Calibur 2 for the PS2. See, I never played the PS2 version. That had Hihachi as a character, right? Yeah, they... Yes. they they haven't done the best with the uh, guest characters up until now. I'll say uh, with Soul Calibur Six, isn't Geralt a guest character in the yeah. newest one? Oh, mm-hmm. cool. That one's actually getting constantly updated. I know the one for Soul Calibur Five. We had Ezio, which at the time that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then let's not forget uh. <laughs> Soul Calibur 4 with the uh, Darth Vader, Yo- Darth and Vader, Yoda. Yoda, and um, what the fuck is his name? The Force Unleashed character. Uh, the Apprentice. Star Killer. Yeah. Star Killer sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, that's his name, Star Killer. I never got to play any of those games. I, 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 w- I always wanted to. They're fun. They're fun. They're short. You get to be an OP Sith Lord, so you can throw shit around. But I mean, <laughs> it takes about it reminds me of prototype Star Wars. Yeah, but, but cooler because it's Star Wars. Yeah, but I, I I used to get stupid in prototype. I would just not do anything involved with the story and just run around for hours fucking the city up. You could drop That's... drop kick a fucking helicopter out of the sky in prototype. <laughs> yeah. That I shit mean, was awesome. There, hold on, there was a do. story to prototype. I thought you were just supposed to run around and fuck the yeah. city. <laughs> I mean, I was playing it wrong, technically. See, I always get that game and Infamous kind of mixed up sometimes. They released yeah. it around the same yeah, time. Yeah, pretty similar. <laughs> but I never saw. I never got to see gameplay or somebody play prototype. Like I remember watching Arsenio play Infamous, and I was like, okay, well, this game is kind of. Like Mark Echoes getting up with electricity, but Mark Echoes getting up is was way better. <laughs> you ever play Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction? I haven't, but I actually have it. All right. Prototype came out right after that, and it's by the same people. 
it's basically a Hulk game without the Hulk, and you're kind of playing as Venom. Yeah, because you have like a symbiote disease almost or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Jason, you know where I'm going with this, but in terms of like trash movies that have great video game adaptions, it's got to be Wolverine. Wolverine, yeah, yeah. Great game. Yeah, that's a great game. Oh, Wolverine Origins. Oh, yeah, that game was awesome. I love that game. When it the first scene in that game involved Wolverine ripping a helicopter pilot out of the cockpit and shoving his head into the rotor blades, I was like sold. Sold. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the probably best Marvel games there is. Yeah, without a doubt. Which I'm, you know what? I'm curious what, well, I'm pretty sure I know why they probably never tried to re-release it, but I would imagine like that game would probably do very fucking well for like a remastered edition for. I'd play it. We might be the only four that would play it, though. That's the problem. <laughs> well, no, I remember that game got a lot of good reviews. Like, let me see how. Watch it. I bet you this shit is probably worth probably fucking an arm and a leg on eBay. That's when I had my special Xbox and I was just playing every single game because. <laughs> oh, no. You can get like a new copy for like 15 to anywhere from 13 to. 15 bucks okay see bringing up that wolverine game like it's i'm thinking about the developer that made it raven software and how far they've fallen recently they did the fucking jedi knight game singularity whole bunch of good shit and now they're singularity 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 was awesome good yeah i forgot about that game you just said it and now they're a support studio for Call of Duty. I was wondering why Raven Games sounded so familiar. Yeah, I was gonna say that 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 name does sound very familiar. Now, Justin, you said you had a you had a special Xbox. Yeah. Uh, uh, a modded three sixty. Oh, I've still got I've still got two. Yeah. I I went too ham on mine back in the day. It burned. <laughs> I, was, I had giant binders filled with every xbox game known to man just playing them because i could download them and burn them you still got that binder no and if you we it. had a little hustle <laughs> you remember that we had a little hustle yeah <laughs> we were selling these games to motherfuckers yeah we would get their system flash and then we would burn the games. i'll flash your system <laughs> for free if you just buy the games yeah <laughs> Sorry, Microsoft. <laughs> I, I'm not sorry. <laughs> they got enough money. They're fine. <laughs> Damn. Now, now I wonder can't. Well, hell, I'm pretty. Well, I'm sure. Pretty sure those verbatim Blu-ray discs are probably easy to come by now. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. had to buy that. Man. Yeah. That Six. was a hobby of mine. Burning games. <laughs> It was a hobby that it became a thing where I was just looking for games to burn, and I. But it took away, it took away my urge to play some games, you know, because you had to. If you bought a game, you would sit down. You're like, all right, I'm. I at least have to play this a little bit to see if I like it. But the fact that I can burn this motherfucker, and I'm like, if you don't get <laughs> my attention, in the, I'm like, oh, this sucks. Bye. Next Five game. minutes in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Too many loading screens. I don't care. <laughs> 
I will be honest. I used to check Black Cats games every fucking day, just <laughs> just because, just because. Do you remember the, like just the feeling you would get when the new you're waiting for the new the latest game just to be cracked and uploaded? You're just sitting there refreshing, and then oh, the to- the topic would come up. And that was a great feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember when uh the hot shit used to come on Black Cats, and that shit would be uploaded. Good time. Good times. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate that Black Cats went down. I thought that site was never gonna go down. Yeah, it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this after the show, but I've got some invites I can throw your way. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure if you remember this much, but uh, whenever the PS3 first got hacked by when GeoHot first did it, he released the hack. The way you had to load it into the PS3 was you had to buy a TI-84 graphing calculator. I, I remember <laughs> some shit about this. Yeah. I, uh, I bought a TI-84 graphing calculator from Target <laughs> for the sole purpose of cracking a PS3 and returned it right afterwards. I, I no longer need this. Oh, my God. Yep. That's a move. Hey. Some college kid got a good deal on an open box TI-84. Though. I'm about to so. say, yeah, it's a win-win. <laughs> I don't know. It's something peaceful about modding modding systems or uh, emulators. Like it, It's really like, – I find it peaceful. Yeah, it's uh, – you get that sort of kick from doing something you're technically not supposed to do, but nobody's going to stop you. Or kick down your door, you know, so it's that same type of kick. Right. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think one of the other parts is going through like a, a game, a console's library and seeing like, oh, I wanted to play this. Like, I hope this is still cool or whatnot. And then you kind of realize like, huh, this was kind of dog shit. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like going through the nc like when i first went through the nintendo 64 library i was like man i had a playstation but i always wanted to play like these n64 games and then i realized like oh most of these are bad with the exception of the first party titles yep uh, jet force gemini perfect dark banjo well all the wrestling games on the n64 are great yeah, that's these are facts. Well, backstage assault's not great, but well, I'm talking like WCW. We know the ones. We know the ones you're talking about. We know the ones you're talking about. <laughs> you don't even have to bring them up. Yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania 2000. Oh, that's which a, there. That's a there are mods. There are mods for those games that reflect the current rosters. Wow, I don't that's know crazy. How, there are mods for ESPN NFL 2K5. <laughs> Why? That's the best one. That, yeah, that's I used to like, bust people's ass in that game. People, I don't play sports, watch sports, but I own a copy of that game for the original Xbox. Like, as far as I've heard, that's widely considered to be one of the best football games ever made. Yeah, me and Gant, me and Gant actually, we uh, he had a PC copy a cracked PC copy of Madden 08 because that was one of our favorite ones. And we had actually downloaded updated rosters for that. So like some of the sports games are like, are pretty cool what you can kind of do with them. Cause it's like, there's still a community out there for them. Mm. Like, I mean, even though they're not doing any more college basketball games, like the one that's revered the most is a uh, college hoops, 2k eight. 
Like, I think what a copy of that still goes for at least maybe around 25, 30 bucks. But like, I mean, those people are still updating those rosters to this day. To this day. Fuck. I mean. Oh, shit. Well, I take that back. It's uh, <laughs> the lowest price I've seen is $49.99. There's <laughs> even a copy. There's even a copy that's going for 155, 70 bucks, 78. Old ass sports game. It's because it's the last. It's kind of like the last college hoops game of its time, and oh, like I said, okay. people are still updating the rosters. All right, so y'all are more familiar with this than I am. Like the current state of the NFL license in video games, EA still home, oh, uh, EA still owns the right to make sim NFL games, right? Yeah. It's just that they the rights to like any arcade NFL game are up in the air. So I why, believe, I believe so, yeah. Why the hell haven't we we need another blitz, damn it? I want to play another NFL yes. game. I'm tired of not being able to break people's spines in my sports games. Come on. Yeah, exactly. That was always the most fun about those games, just being able to clothesline somebody after the play's finished because they pissed you yeah, off. Yeah, that was the best part. And they part. get the Mortal Kombat fatality look at it. I'm not going to lie. When I um, hooked up my Raspberry Pi, I downloaded Blitz, uh, NFL Blitz 2004 uh, for the PS1 emulator on there. I shit you not, I probably spent like four hours just playing NFL Blitz, like playing those one-minute quarters. Yep. It's it's a time sink, you know? Those kind of equivalent of like a mobile game, you know? Just sit down and just play it just because it's something to do. Oh, speaking of arcade games, the uh, that new WWE game, uh, I think Battlegrounds. it's... Battlegrounds? Yeah, it's actually very fun. Is it? Yeah, like I, I got my hands on a PC copy, and it's uh, I don't think it's No Mercy or SmackDown. Here comes the pain, but it's solid. If you ever played WWE All Stars, I was just about to say I've heard that's another one that's really fucking good. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, that uh, that's the game that made my friend throw a uh, controller through his TV, though. <laughs> he he was not very happy with it. And they even released the arcade stick for that, that arcade stick for that game. Yes, they did. Well, gentlemen, we're closing in on the two-hour mark. I think we got to wrap it just for uh, storage-wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All this right. Was, this was good, though. Yeah. It yeah. Was. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So that's the end of the show, motherfuckers. That's the. End. <laughs> yeah, that's where you cut it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the, the post. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let me stop.